You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you suffer from Dutch Schäfenegger disorder? Geen genuine goed goals on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Joining us today is Francesco Sitti. Hey. Andy Gorolte. Hello. Talai Valento. Hello. Pablo Vasquez. Hello. And I'm Helti Amazon. Here's your host, Francesco! Alright, I was feeling a little bit tired and sleepy, but now I'm fully awake. Okay, so welcome everybody to the Blender studio. Wait, what did I say? I don't remember what I said. Me neither. Did it's, you it say was so loud? Institute? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, know. I probably said institute. It's on. It's on auto mode. It's all right just. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, no regrets, as you were saying. We what are. Is our name right now? It's the Blender Studio Podcast. Blender Animation Studio Podcast. Live for, from Amsterdam. Yes. Because are, people are asking, where are you right now? We are live in Amsterdam. We are all alive, and this is uh, number fifty-three. So is welcome, it? everyone. Hello. How hey. are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of warm. It's summer Not in the Netherlands. Overdressed. Overdressed, Ooh. yes. <laughs> yeah, why are you overdressed, Dalai? Because I'm about to see the ninth wonder of the world, as per Francesco's definition oh. of opera night. Ninth? What is the eighth? Cinema. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh the concept okay, of cinema. Wow, all right. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so yeah, we are going to see the Rigoletto by Verdi. He's not going to be there himself, but... Uh, uh, what? What? <laughs> okay, sorry, guys, but... <laughs> oh, he didn't make it? No. Oh. But um, it's going you? to be a great show uh, with a very modern setting. I'm very excited for you to see it because I think uh, not everyone here has seen opera yet in their life. Some no. of us have, some no. of us have not. So I'm very curious to see what the reactions are going to be. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Can, yeah. you, can you drink beer while you're watching opera? <laughs> Uh, where we can where, where can we buy the pop people keep popping the Grohl spear <laughs> <laughs> don't forget your 3D glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Whoa, it's like it's really there <laughs> so Dalai this is your first time in a, at an opera yeah I mean I've seen on TV this caricature of opera yeah fat Italian lady singing I don't know was it a Tom and Jerry cartoon <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was also my experience well, yes. Pavarotti Pavarotti was quite famous in Brazil of course yeah in, they'd be on the Sunday TV show all the time yeah, yeah was I was like quite the famous in the world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, think it's I pretty, people are aware, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good that, you know, I mean, I think he, as a as a singer, he did a great job to bring uh, uh, the opera genre a little bit uh, connected with the pop music and all the events that he did. So it's great. A lot of people know opera or at least have this stereotype of the chubby Italian <laughs> singer because of him. But it's better to have that than not even know how it sounds at all. So... I think yeah. it, it, it was great. Don't you need to be fat so the voice reverberate further? I always assume that. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, the, if the vocals are bigger, then it's better. But And that kind of happens if you have a bigger person. But you, you'd be surprised. Sometimes you see these really slender people and you wouldn't think that they had such a strong voice. And then they open their mouth. It's crazy. Oh. Nice. Also, the, the whole cliche of the fat lady with the, the like Viking helmet with horns and stuff. That's Wagner. <laughs> That's like German stuff. You know? It's not even Italian. Yeah. All right. Oh. So. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> Blender is the podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, what we're going to do today because we're still, you know, uh, at least recovering and moving on from the release of the Agency to Seven film. We have to recharge our cultural batteries. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we're still in the aftermath. And uh, actual life. Yeah, get the get the life and everything. So yeah, it's uh it's very interesting to to do this also you know, it's like those TV shows where you get a, a live audience now, so you actually can see if people are commenting and saying something. So we have this screen at the moment with, uh, you know, the people that are following us talking live. Actually the most distracting thing is the mute uh, alert blinking constantly there <laughs> yeah maybe we can do something about that but uh, yeah people ask uh, about the 360 because uh, the past uh, episode we also uh, recorded it and streamed it uh, and it was a 360 degrees uh, stream that was uh, both yeah. available in uh, facebook and youtube and uh, it was uh, it was very well received so it was just us talking recording the podcast as we normally do so if you hear us you should not uh, hear any difference but at the same time if you want to be here with us and sitting in the center of the table and looking around you can actually do that but today our 360 device is uh, sick at the doctor so we are using a substitute and it's just boring 2d so that's where the where we are with the 360 
So yeah, we asked for, um, last time we mentioned that we wanted to shake up things a little bit um, in terms of uh, the theme and what this uh, podcast was going to be because uh, we were getting a bit too repetitive in our structure. So we are basically kind of back at improvising and just saying random stuff. We got some... Uh, I'm getting some interesting looks when I'm talking about this. Yeah, I because you're going to say something yeah, really cool. You're going to have some amazing theme that we didn't yeah. know about. Yeah, yeah, ah. the expectation is going up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Today it's, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, you uh, flick. Yeah, ooh, maybe. I want to watch it, actually. When is it going to come out? Next week, but sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, Francisco. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so, great theme, uh, Dalai. We can talk more about that because I have no idea. Actually, we asked online for a suggestion, but I don't think we got uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, tips, uh, except for the underwater tip, which yeah uh, didn't I, make sense. I don't know what they mean. Just uh, are we yeah, somebody to be underwater yeah. when we so, go in. Well, I would yeah, love just to just be to put in context, uh, somebody um, tweeted at us saying that if we don't have a topic, we can say we can talk about underwater. But exactly, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a movie that is called that, or a book, or something that we yeah. um, I don't know. Not familiar. with So that. let us know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're only supposed to have uh, references to underwater things. Yeah, so, we could um, have replied the tweet too. But yeah, yeah. Never replied. You didn't that. reply the tweet. <laughs> no. These <laughs> <laughs> tweet, tweet the Twitter right. stars, you know, Twitter stars. Yeah. So okay. Under the sea. I never under made an sea. animation under the water. It's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I did. Um, you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, inspired by Nemo. Oh. Mm. With the caustics and stuff. You As actually made it, turned that into an animation. I remember that. Uh, a, I didn't publish the animation, but yes, that, that's how good it was. But that's so I, awesome. uh, I remember I used a caustic generator in uh, a Windows app that it was open source and uh, back in the days. It was oh. just make a, a BMP, of course, a sequence of, uh, nice. of caustics, like 256 pixels and like super small. And uh, I made that. I, I remember when ray tracing was this fuzzy thing and everything, everything like everyone would say caustics every once in a while and everyone would go like, ooh, <laughs> and It's funny though that even nowadays uh, on cycles, yeah. caustics is like a, a thing. It's not something you just give. It's the noise know. button. It's a noise button basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a slow button. I so we, we stopped him. So what <laughs> is the actual... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, what's the topic? Is it underwater? Please. I Have you know. ever been underwater? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the shower a minute, but like actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you pee underwater? We what? Don't, we How don't deep say. are we talking? This is, this is going to be the podcast of awkward silences, yeah. I think. <laughs> it's my fault, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Okay, what happened in the Blender world? <laughs> let's, let's, let's back. Well, actually, back I wanted to ask uh, everyone what's been uh, what's been going on because uh, uh, we released the agent, and last time we did our podcast, indeed, we were just talking about how it was, and we were just out of the thrill of the agent. So now we are kind of in the second stage, which is like the thrill is wearing off. Denial. The reactions have stopped. Yeah, but <laughs> the but views have stopped, and now there are other things happening, of course. But like, you know, like we, when we recorded the podcast, it was really just after all this momentum of getting the video out and getting half a million yeah, views everything. in a few days. It was like still everything going, going, going. Like, and every day there was like a new website talking about it. And uh, it was great just to, to see the reactions from everyone. But now the, there is kind of a change of pace, right? And we're also like not going on the YouTube page, refreshing and answering everybody yeah. in the comments uh, and things yeah. like that. So we, we got uh, Mundo Digitales announcement yesterday. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So what is Mundo Digitales? It's, it's, it's a, it's a festival. Well, it's actually, it's a conference and a festival animation in uh, A Coruña in Spain. They selected for the festival animation, they selected the uh, Agent 327. So we are going to be there. Cool. And yeah. by we, I don't know, who, whoever comes along. I would like to, I would love to go there because uh, Pepe Land, Daniel Martinez Lara is going to be there. Ah. Nacho, animator, oh, nice. uh, it's going to be there. So... Spanish-speaking crowd? Spanish-speaking, yeah, but the, <laughs> the, the conference is international, so right. there will be like the, there will be English stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Conocer la corona. Oh, really? That's Spanish, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. I will love to know a corona. A corona. You said the crown. <laughs> <laughs> I think about the beer, you know? Ah, yeah, the beer. Well, that's that's a Mexican beer. Yeah, okay. Um, the in Spain is Estrella. Oh, I like Estrella. It's pretty good beer. Yeah, and um, yeah, so we are going to be there, and that's pretty exciting. I've never been. When is that. it again? Six to eighth of July. Cool. 
cool. So I might go a day before and come back a day later or something just to nice. enjoy. To hang out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, was talking with Daniel and he's been there for like 15 years already. So he knows. Yeah. <laughs> he already, no, no, you have to like go one day before and then <laughs> leave one day after because the night uh, there is a party and then it's like all this. It's like a little cigarette. Uh, yeah. He walks in the door. Everybody's like, oh, Daniel. And, you know, they have his favorite beer ready for him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, he's he got uh, one of these prizes for like long standing artists. And, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's a legend. He's, uh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a legend to us, but uh, didn't know there was a yeah, community it's, it's, there. It's, yeah, but it's bigger there. Yeah, yeah. Nah. He is an even more of a legend. Yeah. 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 Living legend. On, on top of that, we've been also submitting to other festivals and um, we are, yeah, we are going to see uh, as soon as there are more more things popping up, we are going to keep, keep submitting and hopefully we get uh, good, uh, good replies. And uh, speaking about festivals and speaking about Seagraph, uh, well, we uh, tried to submit our film to Seagraph, but that didn't work out this year. So yeah. we are not going to be in the in the festival. Maybe we can submit it again next year and who knows. Yeah, it but it, it's just to make clear that it, this happened before because we submit the, the time for submitting is when you submit unfinished stuff. Yeah. So I think it's acceptable that they... Like because with the, the when is the deadline? It's like early, like a few months ago. So of yeah. course the movie wasn't finished. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, and we had the same thing, same experience with Cosmos London. Cosmos, yeah, we yeah. submitted the the unfinished version For some of reason, it. We always uh, submit unfinished stuff. Maybe we should just shift our Entire whole cycle sexual. a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Sigra Festival is pretty big, so yeah, yeah. That means we need to be working right now. And the deadline is yeah. uh, mm, next month. Yeah. 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 We tried that one. And yeah. working the summer? Nope. It's very hot. Yeah. It's well, we rendered hot. Cosmos Laundromat in the summer. Yeah. Summer. In no, and, and other projects too. It's like the worst time to render Yeah. for anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are not uh, going there with the film in the festival, but uh, some of us are going there regardless because uh, it's uh, such a nice event to take part so this year, uh, me and uh, Kjalti and uh, Sergey and Ton for sure are going yeah. to be there. So that's very cool. And what is also cooler is that we submitted a talk and that's also something that happens quite rarely for us and Seagraph. The talk was actually accepted. So we are going to actually have an actual talk in the pipe dreams section. <laughs> So nice. there is a, a one-hour pipe dreams uh, session that is just uh, called like that about uh, pipelines, and uh, we are going to talk about uh, our open source pipeline. So how we made, uh, uh, what what have been our our developments and what we've been working with after the release of Cosmos. So it starts from we finish Cosmos. What did we do after? All the way until the agent. It's supposed to be around twenty minutes long. And uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, our fellow panelists are people from uh, Double Negative and MPC and uh, uh, Technicolor, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, yeah, very cool. Mm, and wow. um, there are going to be like four, uh, three or four uh, um, groups, like panelists uh, talking in the, and by panelists, I mean like really groups of people talking about a different uh, topic. And one of them is uh, going to be me and Ton, maybe Hjalti, mm -hmm. maybe Sergey. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. It's been very nice because normally we, we try, we try to get a production session. We try lots of things, but of course, you know, for us, a little independent studio in the Netherlands doing these uh, weird indie films with open source software, I, I mean, it's interesting, but to a certain extent, because Seagraph is really industry-centered, they really get like all these big players, uh, Sony, DreamWorks, and Pixar, and like they have 20 different panels about 20 different Blender. things. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, once, once in a while we get the two. So I'm very excited about that. That sounds like you're going to talk about 2.8 also a lot, Ooh. right? Because that's what comes next, and that, that's a, also pretty much a result of the, the past projects, right? The whole workflow thing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's also something that has been announced, which is there will be a 2.8 uh, demo. Mm. So that's, uh, it will be there at the booth, but it, was, it will mostly be a presentation of 2.8 to the world, mm -hmm. or what's the status of 2.8. And we have uh, here with us one of our, the 2.8 uh, leads that can tell us how, how is it going? Is it going to be ready for Seagraph? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Is it? Or isn't it? I'm not sure. You're not one of the 2.8 leads. No. So unless you want what, to be. What do you think of the kernel at this point? <laughs> okay, that I. Uh, okay, yes. Please. <laughs> Is it going to be ready? <laughs> This life has a meaning. <laughs> oh, okay, abort, abort. <laughs> well, basically, something's going to be ready. A demo going to be ready in very controlled, in a very controlled environment. Luckily, we are friends from industry leaders, some of the main industry you know, players. So we actually using like top-notch, state-of-the-art uh, hardware there. So for the demo, it's going to be perfect. But to try at home, you might still need to wait a little bit for optimization to, to landing, for polishing and overall usability to find its place in 2.8. But we, heavily, we definitely have a uh, one of their, our main deliverables, uh, to be SIGGRAPH, followed later by Blender Conference, but SIGGRAPH is going to be something there, for sure. So it's going to be at the booth, there's going to be a computer set up with 2.8. A really, really fast computer. I don't know if I'm allowed like to really tell. really fast. Yeah. yeah, no, we have no announcement yet. Okay, that. no announcement yet. Really okay. fast computer. And then, actually, <laughs> if you're interested about 2.8 or even in particular, just yesterday, we, pu we published something on the code.blender.org. I saw it. It's beautiful, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it looks beautiful. What was the code about? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the blog. It was, uh, I think, this uh, graphic designer, Venom GFX. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the the, the CEO Tom Ross and uh, yeah. It's like, come on. Shall we at least try to have people in the loop here or? Uh, yeah. No, there's the. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, the I, I redesigned the the the, this, the code blog a few days ago, and uh, Tom tweeted about it saying, "Oh, it looks great. Thanks to Venom at Venom GFX." And I haven't used that Twitter handle for a few years now. Many years actually, and uh, does, does it work? It no, somebody somebody took, took it. it. No. Oh no, <laughs> and he has actually he like Martin is following Juan Pablo. Oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah. So some people are are Your following this guy thinking. Yeah. thinking. I almost I almost start following you today because I said, shit, I don't really? I didn't follow the old Pablo. Yeah. I was about to say no, he's not using it. Uh, no, I I changed it. I should have made like a fake account with it just to just 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 to avoid this crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is when it's good to be verified on Twitter, like you are. Ah, yeah, a real true. celebrity. Yeah. I applied to be verified on Twitter. Okay. Haven't heard since, but uh, <laughs> so the the code blog. Article. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So the code blog, <laughs> the code the code blended org itself is fantastic. Looks really good. Thanks, Pablo. Thanks the whole internet blender web developer volunteers community. Team, community. Yeah, it's including Francesco City also. <laughs> it looks really really sharp. So it's it's our pleasure as a developer when you're. No, we want to outreach and tell people how things are going to have such a nice platform. So the recent polls we had there is because Clement Foucault, the lead on EV de development, the new render real-time real -time, uh, viewport engine for the Blender 2.8. Mm -hmm. He was here in the Institute for a week, about two weeks ago, a week ago. And then we actually, as part of the week, we wrote a document about the roadmap until Seagraph. And it's there. It's a more techno doc, techno post on, on the wiki, but you can also you also have an even more techno post about optimization uh, topics and optimi optimization tasks, because we expect maybe new developers to also jump in and maybe help. And we basically uh, made a very friendly for artists post on Code Blender explaining all the excitement that's going on and where where people can get the, the build bot tests to play with even themselves how people are already posting on YouTube or, or Twitter some early tests of EV. It's it's so nice, so gratifying to see it, people using it. That's very cool. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice. Silence. Yeah. Are they answering questions? I'd like to know how they're handling the folks. Yeah, yeah, we the give close. the questions for the for the ending. Or, no <clears> no yes. one cares. I'm talking about EV now. <laughs> yeah. Now, for people asking on YouTube, yeah, we, we are going to answer yeah. questions, but uh, at the end of, right? There, there are yeah. other announcements related to 2.8, but I can leave it for now. So, apart from this nice uh, write-up about EV and a very solid roadmap, it's, it's nice if people can look at the whole workspace uh, project, which is finally, finally merged into 2.8. Is it? I saw a tweet yesterday. No, actually, I saw the message in the mailing list. Yes. With like this very 
Enthusiasm. Because it's been yeah. a project that's been going on for God knows how long. Workspaces. Yes. Yeah. It's not... I mean, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the asset manager. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. No, but since the, work, the usability workshop... That's November. Yeah, but it's that's a long nothing. time. I was still 32 back then. Should develop you know, everything you know, in I, one week. When I was really the, doing the design of the code blog, there's asset manager talk since 2014. That's three years ago. Come on, let's praise development, not being harsh. <laughs> no, that, that is that is long ago. November is like around the corner. Well, look at the bright side. At least Asset Manager wasn't merged into 0.8 and broke everything. Oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm oh sorry. Okay. Let's keep on the bright side. <laughs> let's okay. keep on the bright, uh, the bright side. <laughs> but that's, what about uh, the workspace as the line? So workspace allow artists <laughs> to set up a proper work environment for the task at hand. I think we we probably praised this a few times here, but I'll do it once again. Yeah, we did. Basically, for a modeler, you want to make sure you want to use the nice matte cap and the, the shadow quality is properly set up and there's override for whatever you want to override to simplify things, open subdiv and whatnot. And it's all there. And But then for sculpting, you can switch to a sculpting workspace, which has a different layout, but also has different settings, different quality for the materials, different overrides. And the idea... It's still in its, it's in its infancy, so you just need to be supportive now. But the idea is that it's going to be well integrated to work with multiple windows, and then you can have one window with clay or EV, another with cycles, yeah, but one for final render, one for uh, touch-ups and edit it and all that. Yeah, but that's the viewport part, but actually the workspace is more, more than that. It's not only going to be a different viewport, it's just the whole UI is going to change uh, um, to accommodate the tools that you need. For example, if you're in modeling, you only have modeling. You don't have motion tracking stuff, for example, ideally. <laughs> of course, you can tweak that. At, uh, it's Blender after all, you can tweak it. But the, um, the idea is that you can, um, you can isolate tools and more importantly... Um, Key maps. It so when work. you're modeling, you only have the, or when you're animating, you only have the shortcuts for animation instead of mm. by mistake, I don't know, splitting a mesh or like breaking the, yeah. yeah. So uh, ideally, this will give more uh, room for developers and artists to have their own key maps without st stepping other tools. So that's uh, also when I kind of wish that we had keyboards where every single button is a little screen. Like even if it's low res, you know, really crappy. <laughs> they exist. But yeah, they exist. They're really? really expensive. They're, yeah, they're expensive, expensive and they're not that well made. And Well, actually, Sergey and I, we looked it up the other day, how yeah. much one of those keys would be. Yeah. And it's like 60 euros for one key or so. Wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> for a little LSD. Yeah, that's cheaper. That's part of the problem, I guess. Yeah, that's way cheaper then. How? Why? How? Why? I think I think the screen itself might not be that expensive, but just the way to interface with it. I might might be wrong. Imagine every key has its own graphics card in it. No. no. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I'm pretty sure you can. Okay, maybe not sixty euros or so, but it's it's expensive. Yeah. Just to to set it up and work with your computer, it, but it could. I mean, just hypothetically. I mean, th I, this is stuff I was thinking about. In 2001, 2000, something like that. Like this way back wow. when. And I kept thinking, you know, that's the most obvious thing, the next step, which I, I kept switching between all these softwares and you have to mentally remind yourself what does T represent in hmm. Photoshop or Blender or whatever it is. But ideally then Blender should be enabled to work with a touch screen, right? 2.8? Tangibility. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, of course, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That I wish I have heard the passion, but for sure. <laughs> it's the freaking screen there's a screen yeah. there showing stuff I'm not ready to I'm not used to these multimedia setups sorry I can, what do you mean I can switch the team there's a big screen with questions yeah but like Just the last question was like five minutes ago you and I was reading I was reading it. and then the guys was talking and I, I was drawing here <laughs> yeah, okay. number, numbers it, of things too like, distracted. Like Dala is hyper stimulated. The other just, thing just that's very at, interesting. Look at the window. There's nothing going on. <laughs> the other very interesting thing that's coming to 2.8 is a whole new grease pencil. Pablo, why don't you talk to, to us about that? Instead of playing Candy Crush. Aha! <laughs> I'm following the, the, the people. <laughs> Uh, okay, I actually, to my defense, I've never played Candy Never ever played Candy Crush. It's really good. Is and it? addictive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bright and, and the, the, the music just talked to you. 
in your heart. Actually, I don't have a single game on my phone. The second way is checking out the high score for Candy Crush and it's at... Uh, Venom GFX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Venom GFX. <laughs> Must be that other guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, regarding uh, Grease Pencil, it, um, yeah, great news that Grease Pencil, we, we always wanted Grease Pencil. Everybody, I guess, wanted Grease Pencil thanks to yeah. um, great artwork by... Uh, people online that we always wanted Grease Pencil to have a more prominent um, place in, in Blender. And 2.8 is going to be the time because uh, Grease Pencil is going to get re, not rewritten, yeah, in a way. Yeah, refactored. Oh, yeah, refactored into... Uh, first of all, it's going to have its own workspace, which is great because that way you have a whole Blender just to work with with Grease Pencil uh, tools, so you have uh, easier access to the brushes and the layers and the palettes and the uh, Grease Pencil objects, which That's is part of the refactor. Is to right now Grease Pencil is like something on top of Blender, and you can't really do you can do a lot of things with it, but everything is a hack. Like if you want to move it around, you have to like sculpt the movement around. Mm. And in the new refactor that has been done by Antonio, yeah, Antonio Vasquez. Antonio Vasquez. Uh, on, on the code side, and there's um, Daniel Martinez Lara and uh, Matias Mendiola, both uh, great artists helping with uh, with the other aspects of, of Grease Pencil, like the artist part. In this new refactor, Grease Pencil is now an object. So you can do... Shift A and then add a Grease Pencil object. Or you just start drawing and it will actually make a new Grease Pencil object where you can just paint around. And if you need to move the whole thing, you just move the object in object mode. That's hmm. great. And you can patent it to other objects. You can add modifiers even if you if you, if you want. Can you, you rig it? it? Can yes. you? I'm not sure. I think so. Uh, I mean, I, the, the, the limit, the sky is the limit, right? Wow, amazing. So, but this this is great because it's really- Can you add a wave modifier to it? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> you can. Um, so inside these objects, there is uh, this Grease Pencil object, there is also layers because in the end, it's like um, these layers inside the object itself is like a Photoshop layers of GIMP. You know, so you can uh, stack the strokes and the fill colors and everything. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really going to be a game changer. I mean, not only for Blender, but actually the, the whole industry, I think, because yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's real 3D and it's real 2D in a real 3D. Um, yeah, I remember a few years ago when we were in Annecy uh, for the first time and uh, we were walking around there and seeing what software demos. Yeah. Was it? It was last year. Yeah. So much, so long ago. <laughs> so yeah, there A were lots, ago. lots of uh, software demos and uh, the, the Annecy Festival is all about animation, of course, and you have a lot of 3D, but there's also 2D, traditional animation and flash animation and things like that. And uh, by looking at what tools are available for animators nowadays, of course, there are a couple of uh, very, big, uh, uh, very big softwares that uh, a lot of people use, but you can really see that they are, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say limited because of course, I mean, uh, feature film have been made with those softwares and they work really well. They scale really well to productions yeah. with uh, hundreds of animators, but still you can see how they really, they were really meant to be a 2D. So like a 2D drawing or painting application. And, uh, uh, and, and the idea of, of Blender and Grease Pencil to actually have these available in 3D space, it, uh, it really, you know, uh, it's, it's it's a game changer, I think. Yeah. And none of those software has it. So if Blender manages to polish the part, like the usability part, and to present itself as uh, artists that are used to drawing 2D expect, then it will be amazing. And it will really make the animation quality go up. Yeah. So that's, and, and the speed that Blender has, like in, you know, the interaction and how fast it draws and how fast it plays back, like all those things, that's really something that, uh, yeah, is going to make it stand out. So yeah, really, I, I really think so. that once, uh, like the idea is, I mean, it's not, it's not really set yet, but ideally for when 2.8 is out, like the initial stages, probably Grease Pencil will ship with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, actually yeah. It's, it's planned to be merged uh, soon. So the, all this work is being done on a branch right now. We had a meeting on Tuesday. Um, uh, we, we were just talking on Skype or Google with uh, Dalai, with Matias, Daniel, and Antonio. 
So we were all there. We were discussing. Uh, Daniel, beforehand, he prepared some uh, videos, demos. So he, we could see actually how how he uses the tool and how he's focused on speed on getting things done fast. And that's really nice. It's not like focused on the shiny, but mm -hmm. more like speed and get the ideas from his brain to the blender as fast as possible. So that, that is really nice. We watched uh, those demos the day before together with Francesco and Alain here at the Institute. We review, we got some questions and the next day we, we sit uh, down for the, for this meeting. We had a one hour meeting and everybody was really happy and uh, uh, positive. So what to expect? This branch is, well, first of all, the, there is a document, documentation, there is a whole document about it. It is going to be moved to the wiki, right? Well, the first thing is to always uh, at least be open up for you know feedback from the proposal. Even if the design is well-established and there was already some early feedback from artists and developers, it's a nice courtesy when working with free software, open source, to make it public before committing to a design set on stone. So the original design from Antonio Vasquez is going to uh, the wiki and it's going to be posting on the Blender mailing list. And from there, we can go and, and review his branch and address an eventual issue and then submerging. And he still has a lot of work to do, but then he can actually work on top of 2.8. So everyone testing the, the daily build can actually also test and play with the grease pencil as well. So it's yeah. early than one might expect, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first the uh, document, then um, a review, of course, for all developers, then merging with 2.8. And um, yeah, making demos in this awesome uh, code.blender.org. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to mention that it was really nice for one of the things I really enjoyed about the meeting we had uh, early this it was week. was in Spanish, by the way. Oh, that was really cool you as well. You were talking Spanish, Delay? Yeah. See, working up for, being prepared for my appointment in July. Amazing. 6 to 8 of July. Mundo Digitales. <laughs> really? <Are> you, you <laughs> wanna... I would love to go, of course. I love the beer. No. Like <laughs> what? Um, but it's all go. So the meeting was in Spanish, but that's not the point. The point is... <laughs> It's so nice to have someone like uh, Daniel Paplan, Daniel Lara, like showing up. His, he, he made three videos of around eight minutes each or eight minutes total. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's so much effort he put on, on communicating and explaining his pipeline. And that makes a world of difference for development. Mm. It's always been the strength of working in the Blender Institute, like to see people here in the studio working. Animation studio. Yeah, it's so many names, yes. <laughs> and then see them and sit beside them and see just look over their shoulder yeah. and it's nice that when we can have this this even when collaborating re remotely which is the case for Gris Pencil so yeah. nice yeah. work from the original team of Gris Pencil <clears throat> that's, that's something people can learn from uh, it's not just that you have a good idea that is practical and it's very useful for a lot of people if you can't pitch it to other people if you can't really uh, communicate it well then it's it just you know, it's not going to happen, really. No. Uh, if you can't get people kind of enthusiastic about it. And, and so they see from your point of view, oh, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, really. I, well, I'm, I guess for developers, I, it's, it really changes the whole perspective of how tools will work if you see an actual artist using it. Of so course, you can't assume that, you know, that you, you know the best way or yeah. your way is, is the way or, or the only why? It helps if you're, uh, as a developer, if you use Blender for work, for artistic work. But even then, it's always helped to have someone to consult with. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. Right. And there's also a new branding, that, but this might be, we're going, we might rebrand uh, Grease Pencil in some oh, ways. Yes. But we can keep this for later. For later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically, the just because, I mean, just, just to summarize, no, 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 it's, no, no, it's no, no, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. So expect the. So whenever next oh, time, it? next Pro podcast. Essential. The pencil essential. <laughs> no, but pencil, next time. Just pencil. Just next call. time there's a podcast and maybe you already have the doc there or it's already uh, committed and then we can explain what then, what happened. What happened? That's wow. the point. Okay. So stay tuned for more. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Pretty cool. Well, okay. I would like to jump away from software development for a moment and uh, have a chat with uh, Andy and Chialti about the work they've done uh, uh, wrapping up uh, Agent 327. 
and mm-hmm. um, because uh, you guys in particular, well, Pablo did it too. Um, right, I, I wrote, right, right. I wrote, and <laughs> what did I do? You made an <laughs> awesome lighting walkthrough of one one B. You see, yeah. Andy knows what yeah. I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, I wrote a blog post about this. It's on uh, cloudoflender.org, and you can actually see it. And it's a little summary of what has been going on so far um, in terms of documentation and tutorials and videos about Agent Three Two Seven, and uh, kind of forgot to publish it yesterday. So now it's live and everyone can see it. Um, but maybe, you know, Andy can, uh, uh, can say with his own words uh, what, he's been, uh, what he's been doing for, um, for the film. <laughs> the light is waving around his glass. No, well, no, the light actually poured a glass of water on his oh. head because he's hot. Yeah. So I was, uh, was slightly distracted. So Andy, tell me. You did uh, three videos, I think, right? Uh, no, I did four. Four, okay. If I... I, I just forgot everything. So I did a video explaining the design uh, process of the barbershop and a little bit about the whole design process of the movie in general. Mm-hmm. So how we uh, we ended up with the look that we have, um, our thoughts on uh, realism versus stylizing, uh, various aspects of how detailed we uh, we portray the, the world of Agent 327. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I made another series of three videos, which explains a little bit. Um, well, the first one is about the a little overview of the whole production uh, repository. I'm not the best person to talk about this, but I'm just going through all the directories and I show people what's, what setup we have because some people... Uh, Ask for it. Yeah, they asked for every it. Every time, so, yeah. So it was really just straightforward to do it in the beginning of the video. And uh, I jump into the uh, how we used uh, set templates because that's uh, a, a bit of a different approach that we took this time. So I wanted to explain that, how we dealt with uh, uh, shot setups um, just in the set sense, like setting up, bringing the characters in into the set and having it uh, work the same time uh, every time you set up a shot and then I explain how to set up an animation file and a lighting file and that is done in part with the uh, by the awesome tools that you guys came up with I use uh, shot tool and powerlib for all the file setup so um, I, I so add-ons right yeah the the add-ons that we have uh, which I also link to your to your github by the way oh that's very cool <laughs> yeah thanks so uh, but I mean the tools that we use are really really um, customized to our own workflow so I think people might not benefit immediately from it but I mean maybe someone wants to have a look at that and uh, work on them yeah they right? can learn from it definitely looking yeah. at it yeah so yeah the videos are just how do we get from the layout which is extremely messy and this whole bunch of cubes and stuff to uh to a, a file that can be used by an animator and then i transform the animation file into a file that can be used by a lighting guy but i i only show the the basic starting points of the render setup but uh not how to add lights and stuff because that might be good for a better for a later tutorial also yeah, I mean, those kind of videos, they are basically something that would have been nice even to have, you know, earlier on in the production if you would get uh, uh, another lighting artist, for example, on yeah. board. And uh, it's great to do it uh, nevertheless because uh, then time passes and you don't remember how you used to uh, assemble things. So they're really something to be seen in that uh, in that optic. And I think that it was very nice for this uh, production that you actually managed to get to that point. So even if our workflow is very custom, at least it's yeah. uh, rather consistent across uh, the various shots. More or less. The concept, yeah. you know, like, okay, we want to have sets and then, you know, you, you have a definition of what a set is and then you instance it into your scene and that's how you build yeah. and assemble a scene. Yeah, and hope. then there are all the variables and all the things that you have to work around. Which is sort of the way we did it in the last one in Amigos, right? Uh, it hasn't changed that that much. Except that we actually have a template file and oh, the, with that, that kind mean? of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that just, that we have a, fi- a file starting point that has already many groups into that because in, in previous projects we have like, we have my yeah that's true in uh, in Lamigos we have the shot the scene assembly in each shot file mm. but we and we copied it sometimes from one file over but we didn't we ha- didn't have that many shots to deal with and yeah. for, for this one it was really good to have a a really big comprehensive 
collection of stuff that ended up in every shot. So yeah, in a way they're the same. Yeah, and I think an overall it was just a great exercise to see how we can try and streamline our pipeline pipeline for doing these kind of things. And that's definitely not how we want to do it when we make a feature film. You really need other tools and a different approach, but you know, you need to try out things. So these kind of projects are perfect for that. So I thank very much the life for actually spending lots of his time in the middle of the project, beginning middle of the project to actually putting together the add-on and discussing ideas and actually then providing support because you design the tool and then you test it. Okay, I wanna, you know, link in. Uh, 100 objects uh, just you know you try to test it as realistically as possible but then you actually link in the barbershop which is like more like a thousand objects as, with all sorts of modifiers and rigs and and uh, and drivers and then things stop working and you really need to go back to it and make it work in all the corner cases so thank you Dalai for that because uh, uh, it was uh, it was very good that you were around to do yeah, it thank you it's a privilege to be working with this team <laughs> and I'm finally in an open movie poster All right, right very right, proud right. Ah, yeah, in a, in a poster yeah <laughs> Yeah, we need to make the poster more visible. It's uh, out there in the back somewhere. Yeah, we actually I, printed more. I said we should more. move it, yeah. Mm. yeah. We should move it here. Now that the line moved uh, on the other side of the of the wall, actually, yeah, right? You wouldn't yeah, have totally. any objection to it. Okay. No, not at all. All right, so Kjalti, you've also been producing a little uh, feature film yep. about... <laughs> Feature, feature. It's yeah. multiple feature it's, films. It's the same length, more or less, <laughs> about how the fight choreography in the barbershop was oh, made. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's it one. is almost well, feature it's, length. It's yeah. one hour and 20 minutes, guys. Yeah. Come on. So One hour, 19 minutes and 57 seconds or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 so what's, what's that all about? Yeah, so I, I think I did four or five progression videos. That's kind of just uh, where I dig in back in our weekly folders and I kind of dig up what it the what it the different kind of shots or whatever looked like in various stages and then I kind of try to make a video that just shows the progression and it's kind of interesting because it goes all the way from sketches to rough blocking to layout to whatever so it kind of goes through all of that um, one and then one heavy duty video that is all about the fight choreography like kind of the beginning steps of it the initial ideas of that, even the reference footage that I was looking at. Young Francesco, uh, young yes. happily punching each other. A year face. ago, yeah. <laughs> reference footage of us kind of dancing around, smiling and winking at the camera. Not quite. I was smiling a lot though. <laughs> yeah, I, we I were laughing, of course, of course. Yeah, it seemed funny. Um, and then I, I think I did one progression video where I have, where we're trying to use our new setup, our new uh, lighting setup. Where it's a, it's a ah yeah 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 where it's me kind of explaining about like you know uh, this is kind of what you're gonna see here it's a video of me kind of a portrait video and then it's like if you want to see more you can see more at the cloud or whatever exactly because this video is actually public for everyone to see so it's on YouTube in the Blender Cloud channel and it gives you a glimpse it's like not even a short glimpse it's like six minutes so it's like it's everything twice I twice the length of the film wow. <sighs> Everything so, <laughs> I do is always too long. It's so interesting and it's just there for everyone to see. So I really recommend you to check it out. And then if you want to, like, you know, Hjalti doesn't hold anything back. It's really like you sit down with him and he goes on and explains you every detail, every little step that it took to work on that sequence, which I mean is one of the core parts of the film that took really, I guess, in total half a year of animation to to actually produce. Pretty so, much. and yeah. it's really like a nice in-depth look from the beginning all the way to the end. And with the advantage that, you know, uh, with Healthy working on it most of like for the entirety of the thing. So from really conceiving the choreography all the way to delivering the final animations, you really see all the steps, all the mistakes, everything that went right and wrong. And uh, so if, if you're into that kind of thing, it's I think pretty a rare content to find around. So yeah, get, get, get an idea of how that looks like uh, on, on the YouTube channel. I just had a great idea. Mm -hmm. What if we do, uh, do a video, um, like the whole barbershop, but uh, a split screen where we have one part the movie and the other part is only the reference footage that the animators took to animate their shot. That would be uh, hilarious, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I was, I, was, I was not only thinking of the, the fight footage from you guys, but also the stuff that Nathan recorded. Yeah. Like, yeah cracking his uh, <laughs> or stuff like that. Some of it doesn't exist and some of it yeah. was already deleted. Oh. Like like I would, sometimes I would shoot something really quick just on my phone and I wouldn't even put it in the computer. I would just look at it a couple of times. Ah, and then okay. once I got kind of the gist of it and I kind of got the notion that I wanted, 
my phone ran out of memory and I deleted everything. <laughs> what? Yeah. The cloud, man. The cloud. Yeah, I know. It's just uh, like um, the Linux, I don't know, sometimes rejects my phone if I hook it up. It's no, like no. That. Like the, this is the, not a real the, device. I, I mean, it's internet. Like hmm? you can back up your stuff online. Oh, that's for true. Free. I'm a grandpa. I don't know what, how that works. <laughs> yeah. It's a little okay. button that's shaped like cloud. Oh, okay. There On is the internet. The internet. <laughs> I don't the know. internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get your phone, you dial, and okay, wait. I, <laughs> I usually I um, I end up if I can't copy copy it straight into Linux uh, because of whatever reason, then I, I have to throw it into Dropbox, and then from there I grab it and now, <clears throat> well, yeah, Google um, Photos, yeah, use that. Yeah. Okay, so that being said, mm -hmm. um, you guys are now not only focusing on. Uh, uh, not only focusing on this uh, Agent 327 content, hopefully there will be more. Yeah. In the blog post, I actually ask uh, to our supporters if there is anything in particular they would like to see, yeah. uh, or if you're listening to us and you're a cloud subscriber and you want us to talk about anything in particular, please let us know. Uh, just a heads up, uh, I'm going to record uh, a video about how we use the Flamenco and Attract, our render management and production tracking and production management software uh, in production. So it will be a little demo of how you know the edit is connected with Attract, how Attract looks like uh, on uh, the cloud, how we use Flamenco, and so on. And this is in anticipation of our Flamenco uh, private beta launch, which then uh, will become the actual uh, Flamenco official release. So that's uh, something we are prioritizing now. That's something we are working on with Sibren, who I really hope will join us. Uh, in the next episode to actually celebrate the release because in two weeks we should really be done and the thing should be <laughs> online. Cool. Really, really getting close. Ah. And uh, it's so exciting because this project has been going forever. We've been talking about it forever and we're really polishing it to the point where, you know, it's really a self-service tool. Like anyone can go there and follow some simple instructions and get that to work for themselves, which is one of the hardest parts of software development, like not being there to explain every click and explain everything and just have something that can, that can run. And we have a special announcement. So on the day that we kind of release that thing, what is gonna there's going to be a video of uh, Francesco, Pablo, and Sibren who are going to do only about 10 seconds of actual flamenco dancing. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be great. Gonna be yeah. great. Yeah. And, you know, in order to raise awareness for this thing being online. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it could have been worse. It we could, could be have. in front of the flamingo uh, yeah. uh, Ooh, the page at the zoo yes. next door. I was more thinking of actually, yeah, just going around dressed as flamingos. That would also be like, you know, dancing pink, flamenco, big, big pink things yeah you know that i don't know maybe that's better than merge the two ideas yeah and yeah in the backdrop i that's mean brilliant. guys dancing flamenco i think that's uh, quite a tough uh quite tough just a couple of seconds uh, yeah you know, you yeah have a couple of months to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so that's actually something I wanted to mention because uh, we we are really looking forward to that, and uh, and that's also some content that will come to the cloud in terms of uh, uh, training and making off uh, video in a sense. I mean, uh, we are not. As you know, we are not really that focused on uh, uh, tutorials, as in this is how you make the agent starting from scratch, but more in sharing the techniques and the processes that we do for, uh, you know, people that actually work in production. They just want to know another side of things. And there is plenty to learn there. And it's even good for us just to share and recap what we do to make it better the next time. So that's more the kind of content that we are going to uh, to put out there. And... Um, we are also putting back some more energy into um, planning and developing other kind of content for the cloud uh, in terms of actual tutorials. There are no announcements yet, but of course we, we are aware that we need to keep updating those sections too, because if you actually want to learn techniques, I mean, there is nothing, uh, there is nothing uh, wrong about it, but this team here is focused on films at the moment. So we work uh, always with great partners that make this kind of content. So there will be uh, news for that too in the, in the future. And uh, I would say also just as a little, you know, since this is the, the podcast of uh, improvisation and cliffhangers, that in the mm -hmm. next episode of the podcast, probably there will be also be an announcement about something <laughs> next that <laughs> the, the studio what? team has been working on. Oh. What? what, what? Just, just saying. Just oh, saying. Wow. Next what? what uh, next software? It? Next, because this team is very... Yeah, the team <laughs> makes lots of things. Yeah, training software or open... Three. 
Open oh, game. Oh, 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 oh. Hold your horses. What? Oh. Yo, Frankie, too? What? Yeah. What? Oh, what? Who said that? Oh, that was stream 10. <laughs> Hashtag Crystal Space is back. Oh, yeah. oh, wow, wow. Well, yeah, no, I think it's going to be an animation. Just uh, like an open movie, you mean? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. An open movie. Crazy. Yeah, maybe. What? Yeah. What yeah. are those guys doing? Wow. Yeah. So Jesus. is it going to be one of those really long, drawn out, complicated ones <laughs> that takes a year to make? Well, I mean, do we do any other thing than that? No, I guess not. <laughs> stay tuned. Ooh, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yeah. Do we see animals trying to kill themselves, you know, with a hope? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're thinking about something other. I mean, suicidal penguin, suicidal. I mean, well, there's a lot of suicidal animals out there. We can always kind of play. Like it's a whole series. That's what Cosmos yeah. is actually about. No. Just need a, a couple of French directors, maybe. <laughs> ah, life. Oh, why? Why anything? Oh, no. <laughs> why anything? Wow. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? C'est la vie. Oh, I love the French. <laughs> Mathieu, we love you. So, shall we? Should we do we... the questions, maybe? Yeah, maybe, right? Because yeah, we are uh, we are streaming since 50 minutes. So yes. that's... That yes. is uh, nice too. Definitely, yep. I think uh, we are going to Cool. Answer. So there is only one question on the blog. So I'm going to have priority to that. And yes. then we can move on some questions. Uh, I think more, most of them are on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so this question um, looks terrific and reminds me of the new John Wick poster. Did you use it as a reference? The what? John Wick? John Wick. Yeah. I have not seen that poster. I know what John Wick is. Well, actually, I looked at it and it's the same. It's the guy there in the middle with a lot of weapon pointing at him. No way. Yes. What? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's so really that's cool. I, I haven't seen it. So, uh, no, it's it's from a long time ago. We were It was discussion between me and Ton or something about uh, him in a barber chair and then a lot of things coming in towards him. And then uh, later on, I took that idea and then I just kind of escalated into objects being held it's not just hands and then yeah I don't know but no I haven't uh, I yeah, want to see John it's a, it's, it's, a, it's cool the, the poster is the same yeah, yeah I mean uh, there is one uh, without the barber chair <laughs> yeah, right. there is one uh, quite uh, famous uh, Ratatouille poster that was also kind of an inspiration for this uh, mm, for yeah, this yeah the knives coming yeah we, we looked at that uh, at some point as a, as a as a reference but uh yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, it's a nice concept, which I guess uh, that's why it works, and more people do that because it really leads the eye to the character, and it's very dynamic, and you see lots of tiny details. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, David Maxwin asks, I was wondering if it's possible to release any agent scenes in a more lightweight form that will make it easier for outsiders to play with, perhaps perhaps less geometry or simple rigs. <laughs> No, that's not happening. Yeah, uh, no. Nope. Mm. Especially the simple rigs. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, like that, that, that there's no way to simplify happen. blend rig. It's a yeah. three thousand bonds. Less three, than I counted. Yeah. Three thousand I mean, bonds. Switching the scene to simplify helps. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, I mean, I just assumed that he already tried that, and then this mm. is like taking it one step further. Yeah, yeah. not it's so complex. Because, I mean, if you if you are just curious for the first time, you want to dive into a scene, and you you know, it's not really about the level of detail that there is in the scene. It's more like understanding that. We work at different levels of details depending on the stage where, where we are at. So knowing how to uh, tune the scene so that it gives you good performance, that's the important part. Because with a computer, like even the animation computer Kjalti was working on, and I say animation <laughs> computer as a synonym for a crappy computer, basically. Uh, yeah. Like uh, a little gray box yeah. with a CRT monitor. Exactly, with a, with a, with a non-SSD <laughs> inside, like a spinning disk. Yeah. And at one point, the hard drive actually just died on me. Yeah. And I was given not a brand new hard drive, but... A refurbished hard yeah, drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's only seven years old. Let's just wipe it and give it to you. <laughs> At least the dust is cleared away from yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's more about that. So if you find that uh, uh, you're trying to play with the scene and explore how things are done, just make sure you look in all the scene simplification settings and how layers are being used and what kind of shading you're using. And uh, those are the first things to, to get your, your hands on if you find that the scene is hard to use. And uh, use the outliner. The outliner helps a lot to understand what is going on in the scene because we really put mm -hmm. effort into naming things properly. And Most that, of the time. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. to a certain extent. But yeah, Especially uh, yeah. lighting, everything that is pretty, pretty yeah. clear. If you want to know where yeah. the camera is, if you 
don't know where the key lights are. Like those kind of things are really easy to to find out, and that will really help you to to navigate through those big and heavy files. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe at some point, actually, even watching Andy's video because this is also connected with it. Like you understand how those shots are assembled, and you also get an idea of where things are, and that really helps to to understand. Because I can imagine if you just open a file, you have it's no idea what's going yeah. on. It's yeah. super slow, especially if you open a lighting file. No way. Yeah, they're all, they're usually saved with the settings for rendering. So yeah, it's gonna be heavy. So just go to the simplify settings. First thing is disable hair that makes things yeah. very slow. Then simplify uh, subdivision to zero, mm. and then that pretty much should bring you. Yeah, should be I think the high. ones that are on the cloud, uh, they should have simplify on. On. Okay. Cool. But uh, it's just in case. Um, but they are just left yeah. like we used them for the the, the for rendering. Film, yeah, yeah. And maybe and the, in the near future we would have an open movie that is super light with really light rigs and characters. <laughs> really, oh. you can just open and look at them. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. just playing real time without wow. any problems or renders heavy. fast. Yeah, renders relatively fast. And I mean, glass half. <laughs> no, no, not that one. Oh well, mm-hmm. I opened glass half uh, recently, and it's. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I mean the, the animation fast. file is okay, but I mean the lighting file is meant for rendering. Ah. So and that is just full on subserve everything, so it plays back really really slow. Oh. Even though we say it's OpenGL rendered, it's not fast. Yeah, it's not real time OpenGL render. It's just rendered with OpenGL. <laughs> but so. come on, yeah. 4K frame rendering yeah. at 1.5 seconds—that's amazing. Best 4K yeah. renders ever. <laughs> All right, more questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, that was it actually for the blog, uh, the, the blog question. So yeah, basically. So can we scrub through? Uh, we so can, yeah. No, YouTube Facebook, there's first. not uh, no questions yet. So we can scroll up. Can we do this backwards or yeah. do we start? No, let's start from the top because okay. people are, have been waiting for right. it. I think that long thing. Yeah, okay. so that's okay, yeah. the first one was... There, are they answering any questions? So I would like to know how they're handling the faults in clothes in Agent 327, shape keys, drivers, and, and, who, the, asked, <laughs> and who is asking this? Um, Murilo Kleine. Ah, Kleine. Ah, like that, that's small in Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so the folds for the cloth. Uh, we have two different types of cloth in Agent 327, the one that is simulated and the one that isn't. Uh, for the simulation, which is uh, mainly in the last part of the film where we go underground uh, with all the, the 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 bad guys there, they're all simulated by uh, Luca Roth, which, uh, uh and he's done the simulation for that in his own cloth simulation branch of Blender. Um, and that is hopefully also going to be on 2.8. Yes. 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 Not 7.9, yes. but 8. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so the agent himself, Boris, and the barber, they're all, it's just rigged. Really static. And yeah. most of the cloth has been animated. Yeah. Uh, the sleeves and all the flaps around. and uh, by hand, yeah. frame by frame a lot of times. And the, the agent himself is special because uh, his cloth has an additional layer of wrinkles that were tuned to just work for deformation. So he has wrinkles for uh, for his uh, arms when they fold and uh, his uh, his torso. And uh, if I remember correctly, also his pants. So when he was walking, the pants uh, um, show wrinkles and that kind of stuff. Cool. And that is uh, indeed done with drivers. And uh, um, in short, I think I'll, I'll probably do a tutorial about that on the cloud because it's a, a bit complicated to set up. Um, but what it it's based on displacement maps. So there are um, either two different displacement maps for the cloth or four. I think, no, no, there's four, two. So one for compression and one for stretching. And uh, they, are, uh, they are basically just uh, a black and white displacement map that is... Should I keep talking? No, maybe or, you can make a tutorial about it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make a tutorial about it. Yeah, but it's a yeah, it's a black and white displacement map, and it's uh, it's driven by the rotation of the joints. So when the arm is rotated in a certain way, um, I trigger uh, the displacement map for compression or so. You're all looking at me so cool. really bored. That's a lot of details now. though. Years ago, five, six years ago, that used to be really hard to do with. Uh, to hook up drivers with bones on bone rotation 
without getting some weird dependency cycle or whatnot. Now with the uh, new dependency graph. Yeah, it's, it's so it's even slower. Works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it works as expected. Anyway, let's doing it really, really stupid without any rotational differences. It's yeah. just I'm 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 amazed that it works. <laughs> but I think that's also due to Blenric because Juan Pablo has bones for those kind of things in there. Mm, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's a uh, yeah. Andy, I think you tweeted about this a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, probably. I remember. Yeah. I like it. Anyway, I'm cool. thank you so much that I I'm gonna do a tutorial about it if people are interested in that kind okay. of stuff. All right, lightning round. Let's pick up the speed. Okay, do you guys use Filmic for Blender? Not only Blender now has Filmic on 2.79, but also, also... Who has that? Oh, it's this person called Joshua Kubit. Uh -huh, okay. oh, cool. Hi, Joshua. And also, Eve is going to have... Already has Filmic. So, Eve also can play the Filmic for tone mapping. It's pretty good. Awesome. Speaking of Eve, Rodrigo, <laughs> Matteo, Ortiz de la Morena ask if the bloom effect is going to be adjustable. Ooh, I can answer that. It is not only is already, but it's going to be even more... Because wow. the color of the bloom also going to be a new setup, a new setting in the near future. That's like super customizable. Yes. Hmm. So we have more cool. questions. Sweet. What's the god of the live stream? The goal. <laughs> the goal of the live stream is to entertain people. Get instant feedback. Who asked that? Ami, Amir asked. Okay, so Murilo <laughs> is back and he asks <laughs> if uh, uh, it will work with pen tablets and maybe with VR controllers. And we were actually talking about Grease Pencil at that point, I think. So I think... Uh, yes, for pen tablets, it has always that's worked. That's already worked. Yeah, yeah, it's already worked with the pressure sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Yes. And next question. VR <laughs> control. VR control. VR. Amazing. Like a... Now in the, in the future, the idea is that all the inputs in Blender are generic enough that you can do anything with any kind of uh, funky input device you might have. Mm. We're not there yet, oh. but in the future. So it has potential. Yeah. has potential, yeah. yeah. Cool. So that's what the Vive is for that you have next to your computer for, wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a question about Gawain. Maybe I should answer this. Yeah, I think Who so. Who is uh, it? Who is it? <laughs> Protocol, a library, I don't a way know how to manage. say his name. Na Nawel Belich. Nawel. Nawel Belich. And... So Gawain is a library which was uh, is implement created by Mike Irving, is a developer who has been paid by AMD and is part of Blender. So basically it's a library that helps us to port the old Blender drawing calls to a new latest OpenGL. That's uh, as technical as, as we go here now. Okay. But that's is it used now or not anymore? It's been used. Yeah, yeah. it's been used. It was used also for the transition, but also as uh, the groundwork for the new for the drawing new system because then you can at some point, support Vulkan without changing the Blender code. So oh. Vulkan's a new OpenGL yeah. replacement. So that's the idea of having a unified library for this. All right, next question. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so one question is about if we are hiring or accepting collaboration. And, Who was that uh, from? It's from Gameta VT. Oh. And uh, dear Gameta, just drop an email to Francesco at Blender.studio if you have a portfolio, if you want to uh, share your work and see if there is an opportunity for you right now. The studio is not hiring, but of course we have lots of uh, uh, bright things ahead of us. So we are going to definitely be on the lookout for artists. So just uh, drop us an email and it's always nice. We're always happy to be in touch. Lil Ken asks, how far are you into the Gooseberry project? Are there any plans for coming on this? Sorry if these have been asked before. So Gooseberry right now is pretty much on ice until uh, further notice. Maybe some crazy investor or distributor, you know, shovels money in our faces and, and you know, wants to pick this up as a full series or a feature film. But right now uh, our aim kind of went in another direction. Uh, for Caminandes, Pablo. Director are of there any plans? Yeah. Creator um, of Caminandes. Co-founder. <laughs> Caminandes. <laughs> Filmer of llamas. I don't. Uh, um, uh, are there any plans? Uh, pff, no. Well, no. Right now, the institute's doing. The animation studio is doing other stuff, and I don't think that. I don't know. They, I don't know if there is room for. Not Agent three to seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's always room for a llama. I I hope, but I mean the last. The last project we said, yeah, let's make a one minute thing, and then it ended up being like a three month project, mm. which is not. I mean, it's not so much. You can make four in a year, but. It is. It is an investment of the team and um, and, and the, yeah, the whole institute, the whole studio. So, yeah. I hope we can do something about it. But it's also nice that other get to make their own projects. We already make three of them. But 
there are stories, there are yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, we have like, lots a, to do a, like a dozen more yeah. stories already laid out. We Some of them are already like, you even have like some storyboards, there are characters planned. There is a, there is a whole universe around this, but um, yeah, we just... We just need more people. Yeah. Stuff could happen. Yes, I would so, love to. So right. Tosin asks, which uh, kind of rig did you use for HNC27? We used Blend Rig made by Juan Pablo Bausa. And next up. Face map. Mm -hmm. Face plant. <laughs> uh, Jefferson Rosso asked about face map. Is that uh, what I'm... It is something that Campbell Barton is working on. Something yes. that uh, he'll need to start. And it's not there in 2.8 yet, but it is to have a whole an character animated without the proper rig or as far as animator is concerned, anything can be a widget that can just drag, mm. but it's not there yet. You'll hear about it once it's there in the code.blender.org. The place to be. Okay, and then finally, someone asking if the live stream will be the norm. Who is, who is this someone? It's crispy Crystals. There you go. Thank you, Crispy. <laughs> and... Um, well, we are trying to do this and we wonder how this is uh, still going to sound like, but uh, it's fun to do and it allows us to interact and uh, and keep us sharp. Yeah, it's pretty uh, nice. Away from our mobile phones and stuff. That last, last time we did it on 360 and this time the 360 camera, we couldn't get it because it is being fixed. <laughs> and we even thought like, well, shall we do it or not? And actually, I think it's pretty nice that we do it. Yeah. But what do you think? Chris yeah, let us know in the comments. <laughs> know, in the yeah. comments. Especially the SoundCloud people and the iTunes people that will listen later. Yeah. Well, yeah. What is it too annoying? Sorry. But yeah. they get the proper stereo sound. Oh, yeah, stereo. This mono, yeah, this yeah. is mono. This was the end of our list. So yeah, that's it. Facebook, no, nothing. Yeah, no, Facebook, no, Facebook checked, no. But uh, there are there is more like uh, just chatting and yeah. hearts and stuff. Yeah, is a is a chat. Thank it's you for the hearts. Thank you very much for the for all the emojis that you give us. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, For okay. the audio listeners. Where is Ton <laughs> right now? Ton is really <laughs> like, how, how many meters do you think is behind this wall? Ton is less than Ton, 10 meters away. Ton is here actually behind the wall. He, he was just threatening to bring cookies to us earlier. I kind of waved and because uh, he was like with his with a little plastic thing. Like, that was the sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was he was, was getting a plastic. But I actually would like a cookie or ice cream maybe. Let's get cookies now. Ice okay. cream. Okay. Them, it probably sounded like a fireplace behind us. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very romantic. Yeah. No, it's Ooh. actually just done with cookies. <laughs> and I think that was it for this... Uh, uh, Blender Animation Studio podcast. Thank you very much for following us. We will be uh, back in a couple of weeks with, I think, plenty of news. It's going to be great. And it's going to be the middle of summer. We're going to be melting. And, uh, well, thank you very much for following see us. In two weeks. Yes. And see you in two weeks. Yes. Uh -huh. See you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Blender Institute. No, wait. Uh, animation Studio podcast or something. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you hunger for a bite of fight choreography? Get a knuckle sandwich on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.